G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. With Miles Fitzner and David Taggart. Don't let the bookies make the rules. Back or lay same game multis. Only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. Hey, where did we go? Days when the rains came. Welcome everyone, Sunday Betfair Edge style, John Donahoe's my name, a late inclusion as Miles Fitzner just struck down with the flu at the last minute, so I'm jumping in, David Taggart will be here soon, he's going to come across for the racing portion of the Betfair Edge and then into Sunday trackside, but it's a pleasure as always, as we uh, were a couple of months back now and he's back in the seat, a pleasure to be joined by Timmy Gill from Betfair, hello Timmy. Oh, JD, wonderful to be here. It's a cracking game of footy, a cracking round of footy we've had, so I'm looking forward to dissecting that and uh, some good crowd numbers, so I think the AFL would be happy about that, but uh, a terrific day of racing yesterday, the last group one of the season with the Tats Tiara, so looking forward to getting Tags take on that, but it's good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Things starting to take shape in the AFL and in the NRL as well, so... Uh, moving round, they were calling this one with uh, a lot of top eight teams playing against one another. We'll run through uh, what Betfair had on uh, on offer for all the all the games in this round in the AFL and the NRL. And as we said, Tags is going to join us uh, after eleven thirty to run through all the uh, all the action as well. Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six. Join us. Text us through. At uh, any moment. How are you, Timmy? We haven't spoken for a couple of weeks. Oh, it was probably good. I missed a few weeks because Melbourne went three, lost three in a row. Yeah. So it was, uh, probably oh, was, was it? A, my tail was probably dragging between my legs. But, yeah, there was a, uh, so nice, there was a reason, you weren't, reason you weren't here. <laughs> uh, no, lovely win on Thursday. It's been some good games of footy this weekend. Yes, it's, uh, it has. Celebrated a, a birthday during the week, which was always really? a little bit fun. So uh, another year older, as nice. you might say. But uh-huh. uh, here we are, still on the right side of the dirt. Do so. I dare ask where... What number? 21. Was, 20, you don't yeah, go course, north sorry. of 21. Sorry, of course. Yeah, that's right. And you don't look a day, o- no, a day over it, do you? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I probably feel a day over it after yesterday, but a good day of racing at Caulfield and nice. was on course there. But yes, it's been a good week. And geez, I tell you what, we've had some really good games of footy. That was an absolute bottler between Geelong and Richmond yes. last night. Uh, and yeah, geez, Geelong just snuck it in over the line. I tipped Richmond. I was yeah. really up and about when they went up early in that last quarter. But Absolutely. Anyway. Me too. Well, let's get straight into it, Timmy, because we will we will uh, have a look at the AFL, a little bit of the NRL as well, and the fluctuations that have happened on Betfair over the weekend and a couple of games to come today as well uh, in both codes. So we'll get your thoughts on those. If we go all the way back to Thursday night, uh, the D's far too strong for uh, for Brisbane, 117 to 53 at the MCG. No doubt you were there. I was, I was. It was a good 37, crowd, 37,000 on Thursday night. Uh, pretty cold night, I guess, as it is in Melbourne. But uh, some of the faithful turned out, a lot of the Brisbane supporters there. But uh, Brisbane went up pretty early that uh, as a, you know, from the first bounce and, and actually got into about a dollar eighty two even though they started about two dollars fifty and yep. they kicked the first couple of goals but uh, Melbourne were just far too good and and some really really good games had by players like Jack Finney and Luke Jackson we saw Jordan uh, James Jordan was another one I thought that was terrific as well and oh, look Jack Viney was just a star as was Clayton Oliver he just continues to go from strength <laughs> to strength and he's shortened again in the in the Brownlow market he's now. Clear second favourite behind Lockie Neal. Uh, so it's, I reckon he'll win it. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. I think 
we unfortunately know it's a midfielders award. Let's mm. go with that. I think there's a bit of a recipe. I feel like with the Brownlow, it's it's yeah. kind of you finish fourth to eighth, and you win just <laughs> enough games, but you stand out in the side. I yeah. think that's where people like Bont and Pally and so forth always pulse so well because so, he's just such a level above some of those players. Whereas Clayton's got the Petrarcas and the Gorns and now yeah, Jack exactly. Viney and the like that can take some votes. And and I. Uh, I really like Lockie Neal as a footballer. Don't get me wrong. He's a superstar. Uh, and that Brownlow that he's already won will suggest that. But I, I just think the way that Lockie Neal goes about it is so much different to Clayton Oliver. Clayton Oliver, you, you see him. He's there. The the red hair. He's flare, flare. And, you know, he's always just flinging himself into the contest. I reckon Lockie Neal's just sort of more you're understated. He just sits there. He does what he has to. He gets his hands on the footy. And, and not that it doesn't. Not that we don't notice it. Not that the umpires don't notice it. But I just reckon... Sometimes Clayton Oliver is just more front of mind than Lockie Neal can yeah. be sometimes. Yeah, Lockie's a, he's a, I guess he's an up and under player. Isn't he? He's trying to get in and under, I should say not up and under, in and under <laughs> player that he's trying to get the pill out to the others around him. Yeah, you know, some good players. And, and they didn't have Bailey and Zorko on, on Thursday night as, yep. as Melbourne didn't have Max Gorn. But yeah, look, they were just far too strong, Melbourne. And it was it was that back half of last year type of Melbourne where they were just dominating every every contest on the ground and... I, I, I think the bromance between Stephen May and Jake Lever was shown very much so on Thursday night because they both played a terrific game. So, yeah, good game. Melbourne back on top of the ladder. Uh, one game clear thanks to Carlton happily <laughs> beating Fremantle, which we'll talk about. But I think, look, some of the outstanding, from a from a Betfair perspective, I think one of the, the, the great bets that was had was Jack Viney was, was about $9.50 to get more than 30 disposals. So it was a really terrific bet there because he, he managed to get 34. And, and you could have gotten at one stage Melbourne Rats at $2.20 in, in wow. play. So really? uh, that was, uh, you know, obviously you need to ring up to bet in play and we yeah. all gamble responsibly. But that was a terrific price that you could have got $2.20 for Melbourne during the game. I must say, I gave Brisbane a chance early in the week. I just thought it was their time. That it was a time for them to stand up and be counted. But I'm going to give full props and full credit to Melbourne you know, the the last couple of weeks that they've had, it would have been easy for them to just fold over and, and you know, go into their shells, and they didn't. They, they came out, they rediscovered that premiership form, and I, I said to you off air, I said, it's still theirs to lose for mine, this flag. Yeah, this is a very close season. I think last year it felt like Melbourne were just at the back half up and about, but, geez, I think that there's some really good teams knocking on the door. Brisbane, Geelong, Fremantle, Carlton, yeah. Sydney, even Western Bulldogs are playing good footy again, so... It's a very, very close season. It's going to be an exciting finals series coming up. Absolutely. Let's go to Friday night. Some interesting results here. The Western Bulldogs, 125 to 83. What odds would you have given me on Betfair, hypothetically, oh. for the Dogs to score back-to-back weeks, 19-11-125? They've oh. kicked the exact same score two weeks in a row. You write your own ticket. Absolutely. Stuff, wouldn't you? But, geez, uh, Hawthorne jumped out of the blocks and got out to a four or five goal lead early in that first quarter. And... Would, surprisingly, you could have got about $2.40 for Western Bulldogs at that point, which is absolute cracking value. I mean, they started at $1.32, so to drift out nearly double their price was it was insane. And, and Hawthorne had actually come into to about $1.62 at one stage. But quickly, uh, yeah, Western Bulldogs put their foot on the pedal, and I think they kicked 12 in a row at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hawthorne just weren't there. But what a last quarter, seven goals <laughs> from each team. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> A lot of rule changes and the like, and we're sort of hoping that teams keep lots of goals, but 14 goals in a quarter. And, and what was actually amazing was it was 14 goals won yeah. in the quarter. So only one behind, for, and I think it was rushed, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but yeah, 14 goals in the last quarter. So it was an absolute so, football display. So the thing about this game is, and Hawthorne fans won't uh, won't be happy with the result, 
I, I thought, and and it was probably the game was probably dead and buried at certain points in the third quarter. But I thought it was a terrific game of footy, oh. high scoring, free flowing. As you said, fourteen goals kicked in the last uh, in the last quarter, was it? Yeah, yeah. 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 14 goals in the last quarter. I know that the defensive aspect of it probably goes out the window when you're so far up and Hawthorne are able to get easy goals. But free-flowing, I loved it. I thought it was a great game of footy. It was a terrific game. and I think there was a good crowd, over 30,000 there, which is which is terrific again. And yeah, there was a 7 o'clock start was interesting Liked as well. It. And a double, double header. I'm not a fan of the 7.50. I know Gil McLaughlin listens to this yes, show every week, no doubt, and, um, and the podcast just to make sure he doesn't miss anything. <laughs> but uh, look, I think... Yeah, 7.50 is an odd time to start a game on a Friday night. So 7 o'clock, I think, worked. Um, first day of school holiday, so it's good to see a lot of kids getting along with their families. But, uh, yeah, the Bulldogs back to seventh on the ladder and a couple of games off the top and playing mm-hmm. some decent footy. Jack McRae was an absolute standout, I thought, on, on Friday night. So as, as, you know, Tim, as you know, Timmy, uh, in, in this life, you're not going to please everybody. And <laughs> there will be an outrage squad that say, oh, 7 o'clock's too early, 7 o'clock. Why would you do it then? People in the country... Got to get home and kids got to get fed and all that sort of stuff. But I think I think seven o'clock, seven twenty is the ideal time for yeah. a game of footy on a Friday night. Seven twenty is ideal. It does get them to finish about you know nine thirty or whatever, yep. give or take. And I think that's the right time. It's you know younger younger kids get a good opportunity to get there as well. But yeah, seven fifty. You know you're finishing at ten p.m. at night then and. You're putting people onto public transport and the like at that time of night. It's yeah. it's not ideal. So, um, yeah, Gil, uh, we'll catch up later and we'll chat through <laughs> that. But uh, yeah, good 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 game on Friday night. That's for sure. We go over to the west though, JD. Yes, a, yes. a mini upset, I guess. Yeah, and and I must say, uh, I I sort of I sort of had a feeling this was going to happen. I I must say, I had a uh, had a bonus bet in uh, in the account, and I, I just thought you know what, free money, I'm going to whack it on West Coast. So I, I walked away with a little bit of cash out of this game, which was great. But the Bombers would be so disappointed with how they backed up after their win last week. They go out West, a good opportunity to get two in a row, and then they uh, they bottle it after starting the game well. Yeah, look, they, they flew out of the gates, and they were into $1.12 at one stage in the market on Betfair, and they'd started at $1.52. But, but get this, and that's the beauty of in-play betting, I guess. No doubt that you, you think your team's still in it. You've got a chance. But West Coast traded at one point at $9. So Ooh. you could have got $9 in that first quarter. Wow. And they started at $2.88. So it was a huge, huge result, West Coast. Oh, look, I think it's good to see bottom teams fighting it out. A pretty good game with 10 points in the end uh, in favour of West Coast. But uh, look, I think... A lot of people would, would aren't enjoying seeing West Coast down the bottom, so it's good to see them get a win. I think North Melbourne wouldn't have liked that result because that puts them firmly entrenched on the bottom already. But, yeah, look, there we go. Good win, 10 points uh, to West Coast. They're up and about, the Crows supporters. I saw them celebrating like it was a final, and as they yeah. should because it was only their second game for the year. But they're first at home. So You've got to celebrate these together. things. You've got to celebrate these things. I think, it was, I think I heard on the commentary it was the – First win in Perth in 340 days wow, for the Eagles. So it's been a while. It's been a long time coming. So nearly a year. Uh, they'd be very happy. I mean, as as you would when when you're down the bottom and you're you're not going well. You got to celebrate the little wins. Look, I'm sure there was a few short, sore heads on Saturday morning Absolutely. for the West Coast Eagles, but every right to they've got a they've got a win on the board. And look, you can look at it positively and say they're only six games out of the eight, JD, if you wanted to. So yep. roll on finals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, uh, that was a ten point win there. John Donahoe and Timmy Gill with you on the Sunday Betfair Edge. What we might do, Timmy, is we might hold off on the Saturday, the next three Saturday games. We'll get to a quick break. We'll come back. We'll have a look at those. We'll uh, we'll go through the NRL results. As 
as well. And we'll get uh, any uh, any other Betfair markets that we need to for the rest of the afternoon. Sunday Betfair Edge, back and lay on Betfair. Do it now. Sunday Betfair Edge with Miles Fitzner and David Taggart. Don't let the bookies make the rules. Back or lay same game multis only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Met up with the gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. So we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. Sunday Betfair Edge. Great to have your company wherever you might be. John Donahoe, Tim Gill with you. David Taggart going to be here soon. He's going to join myself. We're going to be solo today, Timmy. Obviously no miles on uh, on Sunday trackside, but this is the Betfair Edge. Don't let the bookies make the rules. Back or lay. Same game. Multis only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. There's the little man there. And he's, he looks angry. Or he's he? very angry. Why? I'm not sure why. So he'll come and join us uh, very, very soon. How is the Shouldn't same? Be easy. Melbourne supposed to be up on about. I'm, I'm with you. How is the same game multi-feature going on, uh, on yeah. Betfair? Because I remember when, when we first talked about it, it was just new and you, you had brought it to our attention. I took the house down, I think, that you day did. too, just you quietly. Did. But uh, we've got a couple of good ones today. I think there's one in North Melbourne, Adelaide that we'll talk about later. But yes, it's a new feature. It's about three or four months old now that's really starting to get some good liquidity in the market. So I suggest that you get onto the awesome Betfair app and you'll see the same game multi-options in the featured sports, so it's well worth having a look at because there's some really terrific same game multis. Beautiful. We all love a same game multi. Have you, so are you going to leave us with one today as well? Yes, I reckon I've got two that I think are standouts in the game nice. today. So let's nice. look forward to that one. We'll do that uh, before we finish up today. There's D Taggart making noise in the background, which is <laughs> uh, he doesn't understand the, how radio works. Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six. Give me a fun afternoon with the little man. Let's head back to the footy results. We will talk racing after. We get to the news at 11.30. Carlton and Freo, this one touted as a really close and important contest. And I think it was a somewhat of a statement game for the Blues in the end. 81 to 50, a 31-point win. Fremantle had come to Melbourne a couple of weeks back, beat Melbourne, but they couldn't get the job done against the Blues. I think this was a really good win for Carlton. They they started favourites, Fremantle, about yeah. $1.78 at the starting Price, they got out to a wonderful start, kicking three goals. Unanswered goals were into $1.35. So there was definitely some money about for the free but Carlton out to a $3.90 at one stage in place. I'm sure a few of those blue baggers got on board. <laughs> wonderful game, wonderful win for Carlton. That really puts them into the premiership race now. Uh, well, they're only a game off the top of the ladder now in that context, or the Ds, I should say. So they're, they're well and truly into a... Premiership market now, I think I'm just getting it open very quickly, but I think they're into, yeah, $14 to win the flag now. Melbourne $2.92 and Geelong at 7 but they are up and about the Blues, and you've got to remember they're very undermanned, Carlton, so they've yeah. got some good players to come back, so they might have a little run at the finals and a pretty easy draw. So I'm with you on that. Now, we don't usually take calls on this program, Timmy, but one of our favourites, and we have to when she calls, she is... Uh, the biggest Carlton supporter of, of them all. Margaret from Sunbury is with us on the line. Hello, Marg. Hi, Johnny. I knew it was you when the music came on. <laughs> I knew the music. Oh, yes. We're, yeah, I'm very happy with the Blues. Delighted where they are. Uh, love and kisses to Miles. I'm sorry you're sick. Don't yeah. forget to pass that on. We will. Love the tags. Have a great day, fellas. 
I'll be listening to you. Thank you, Marg. And well, uh, the Blues are up and about and all for you as well. We love you, Marg. So you um, you stay safe as well because she's, uh, she's very, very passionate Carlton supporter is Margaret from Sunbury. Hello, David. Welcome. Yeah, you did yeah. miss Margaret, she yes. She sends her best love, though, David. She's in, so. Welcome. Are you, you all settled in? No, I've just got my water and that. I'm running oh. around. I'll let the guillotine take over for the first half. Yeah. Until racing the second half. Oh, yes. Beautiful. All right. Well, you, you, you continue what you're doing. Yeah, you get you yourself. I saw yeah. Ben Jammin lying outside, and uh, I said, well, back, even though we didn't leave anywhere, the mighty D's. But anyway. <laughs> no, we didn't go anywhere. Great just... results for us to stay uh, one game clear of the... Yeah, I was, I was very pleased that Carlton went for that regard. And we were just talking about that game yesterday, but, geez, the Blue Baggers supporters are up and about, yes. aren't they? Saints Woo! are in The lid is off. We'll get the to lid that. Is off. We'll get to that, David. You... How, how does one team be in the top four and then be the worst team in the competition in the last three weeks? <laughs> oh, your <laughs> mic's off, Tags. I know. I don't know what happened. We'll see you after 11.30, Tags. Uh, we'll keep going. Was there, any, was there any numbers from that Blues game uh, by a bet fair yesterday. Look, yeah, Sam Walsh had an absolute day out. He's, he had the line for disposals at $2, which is 32 or more possessions. Smashed it, got 40. So absolutely terrific uh, result there. And Will Brody was another one that, that uh, he had his line set at 25 and a half and he went well over that finishing with 36 touches. So it's good to get the possession line market. You can get that on Betfair. Not many other uh, wager providers provide that option, but it's... Terrific little play, and I think there's a couple of good ones today if you have a look on the app and gamble responsibly, of course. Absolutely. The game of the round so far was at the MCG yesterday, a Geelong home game at Richmond's home ground, with Richmond being the away team. I don't know (laughs) what sense that makes, but anyway, it it lived up to all sorts of hype. I think 33 points up the Blues, uh, the Cats were at one point in the first term, and Richmond just reeled that in. They won by three points in the end, the Cats, thanks to an Ollie Henry mark. A Jack Henry mark, I should say, going back with the flight to uh, to seal it late in the game. But this was a cracker in every sense of the word. The Cats are up to second now. And uh, the the Tigers still in the eight, but just uh, with the rest of the pack. Yeah, they started favourites, Geelong. And look, they only just held on in the end, didn't they? But you could have got $7.40 for Richmond at one really? stage there. So. Ooh. Geelong into a doubt a dollar fifteen at one point when they were uh, they were well and truly on top at half time there weren't they but um just Jeremy Cameron's been a great pickup for them and he's always well playing well and look we talked about the line markets on disposals and I must point out that Dusty had his set at thirty one and a half and he didn't even really get near it Dusty because yeah. he only had the nineteen touch so touches last night so he's a bit off the boil and. I feel like there's going to be a certainly a good backroom from the Geelong that might be having a rest for four, yeah, five, that, that was, weeks maybe. That so was Tom Stewart. Yeah, uh, yeah. that was a, a bit of a a bit of a bad look. It must be said, running past the footy and, and sort of throwing an elbow out, um, Tom Stewart. And I think he, I think he, I think Chris Scott even said at the end of the game he recognised the the mistake that he had made. So uh, let's let's see what happens. It, uh, early look, I think it could be two or three. Some people are saying you should get five. I think that's a little bit excessive, but Tags has got four I'd up. Go, I'd go four. Well, it just, as long as he misses Melbourne, Tags. It's <laughs> two weeks time, that's all which that is, matters. Yeah, which is very, uh, very important for you, D's fans. Yes, Tags? Did you hear uh, our very own Kane Corns talk about the sin bin? Yeah, yeah, Stuart, yeah. Yes, yes. cost uh, the Tigers a game, essentially. The, yeah. Because he kept going and, well, and he was exactly able to, right. and he was one able of the to take on ground and, best players out of the game. Yeah. Disposal, so. uh, I mean, for a game for 150 years, it's. 
to bring yeah. us in. Bin. Now, he goes, it probably happens once or twice a season. Yeah. Well, that's what Matty Lloyd said. 150 years has never been a sin bin. Why would they bring it in now when this sort of stuff only happens once, twice a year? Yeah. But he makes a point that you makes know Tom, Tom mm. Stewart was able to keep going. He was best on ground. And Dion Prestia, arguably Richmond's most important player, wasn't able to continue uh, as a result and could have hurt Richmond's chances. So they do it in the world game. They, they do. do it in rugby. They do, but that's what's unique about our game. We we don't sort of we don't do it the same as other people and other sports do. Barry Hall and Brent Staker, that could be well, one. And there's your, <laughs> and one Andrew Gaff, Andrew Gaff, and, yeah. and Brayshaw as well. Yep, I mean, I think yep. that's what in that sense then there there could be a a, a merit a bit of merit Tom, behind it. But uh, Tony Lockett, it was was it Staker? Wasn't yeah, it? Was? yeah, yeah. He, yeah. No, it was Barry Hall and, and Staker. No, and then Plugger demolished yeah. someone. Oh, sorry, like, Plugger, yeah, right, of course. Yeah. He elbowed, yeah. Ten weeks ago for that. Yeah, one, absolutely. Yes. What, what sort the, of... the thing is, though, like, as you say, Stewart gets four weeks. It, it only advantages other clubs, mm. and it disadvantages the club like Richmond. Yep. That, that yep. equals interference yep. with. Yep. So, uh, I mean, that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What uh, what sort of numbers did we have on uh, Betfair yesterday? Could you... I mean, this one was a cease... A seesawing affair, so I, I imagine that the the fluctuations would have been big yesterday. Yeah, like it was said, seven dollars forty for Richmond at one point, and dollar wow. fifteen for Geelong, uh, who'd started favourites. Geelong at dollar eighty seven, and Richmond at two dollars fourteen. But uh, look, I, I, I thought Richmond was going to actually win last, and I tipped them yeah. um, and, and thought that they they've got their tails up. And a few things went wrong, and they sort of got out to a thirteen fourteen point lead in the last quarter. Um, Geelong, the, the, the old. Old heads got together and, and ended up winning well, so they moved, rocketed up for second on the ladder, strangely. Yes. It feels like they've just snuck up there from nowhere, to be honest, Geelong. But, yeah, now sitting pretty on second on the ladder, so looking forward to I think they've got a, another – I think they've got North Melbourne next week, if I correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think Geelong, so fairly easy yeah, run home, they'll, uh, apart from the Ds. I'll nudge another win, I'd say, uh, suggest next week, North uh, Melbourne at home. Absolutely. Uh, the final game of the Saturday night block was the Swans up against the Saints. Both teams needing to respond to really uh, keep their season alive. One team did, one team didn't. 12-11-83 of the Swans to 4-8-32 the Saints. Any, what what, what were the numbers before it? I give my thoughts on it? That's a typo, isn't it? Four eight thirty two. Is that their quarter time score? Or oh no, that's their finish score. That's that's... Full time uh, oh, score, fifty one point uh, drubbing. Is that their lowest score season? Yeah, it'd have to be. Yeah, I think so. So Sydney started favourites dollar forty, and and St Kilda were three dollars thirty. The, the the Sydney siders love going to see their game. They had about thirty six thousand there last night, which is a terrific crowd for a game against St Kilda. But like you could have got. A dollar fifty four at one point was the best, but Sydney never looked like getting headed. They jumped out were very, very strong. I think Isaac Heaney turned the clock back and played an absolute blinder of a game. Mm. Was terrific. Look, Jack Lloyd uh, had had the ball on a string to completely honest thirty nine disposals, and his over and under line was only fifteen. So he's absolutely yeah. And perhaps dealt decided with it. to turn it on for once. Yes, well, he kicked three, didn't he? Yeah, he three did. Goals, he kicked three yeah. goals. Yeah, that's right. Uh, two, yeah. two, tell two, two. two. Bud, Budwar only got managed to get the one major for the night. But Jack Sinclair, who's only 17 touches, fell well short of his disposal mm. line, missing by a good 12, uh, 12 possessions. And the so. first goal scorer was from for the Swans. What price was he? Uh, I was can't it Buddy? tell you that. Today, <laughs> I think it was Buddy, wasn't it? It was Buddy, I believe. Yeah. I don't. I couldn't tell you that price. No, no, it wasn't Buddy. Yeah. Uh, oh, Will Hayward. Yes, I think Will Hayward. Played a game for Backman. a long time. Yeah, he was okay. Okay. He was about 50-1. He would have been fair, wasn't he? I yeah. think he was over 50 yeah, dollars yeah. something like that. Uh, something like that, but yeah. Huge odds. Absolutely. Uh, no, it was Ryan Clark tags. I, I, I faux pas there. There you go. Ryan Clark, who just come into the side. He played two for, for the He hadn't played for a couple of weeks. He hadn't played for a couple of weeks. Yeah. No, I faux pas. He's a week. 
Nah, it would the have been a Trent Lanscales yeah. just tipped. Text me in and said it was Peter Caven that Tony Lockett hit. There you go. That's the one we were looking for. Thanks, Haven Trent. Haven had Lockett in the elbow. That's right. So, you always rely on Trent for a good stat. He's <laughs> sensational. So the 16-point halftime lead probably flattered uh, St Kilda a little bit. They were they were outplayed the the entire game. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm an emotional person about about this, this footy team, but I don't know how much more of this I can take. You know, you, you go into the bye at eight and three. You come out at eight and six. With Carlton next week, the Bulldogs to come, Frio, Geelong in there as well. It's uh, it's it's a tough, tough place. I'm not sure how much St Kilda supporters can well, take of this anymore. To, to two Melbourne supporters I'm, that were <laughs> in the same boat. Yeah, but oh, oh, we're just letting others catch up, just I, even I, it out, Tags. You know. But the thing is, Tags, that you you <laughs> we see, but you see other teams like Melbourne, like Carlton, like Fremantle, all and Hawthorne, I I, I think as well, all just taking that next step to to being, you know. Closer and closer it's as well. Strike. Well, you had your chances in the but early. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, yeah. there's no, there's no structure to the forward line. There's no. I mean, last night at one point, Ben Long was standing at standing inside the goal, inside the the center square, and just bombed one high into the night sky. Who's going to mark it? There's no forward structure there. The, there looks to be no uh, no real passion for the jumper at the moment. I'm not sure why or what's going on, but. The, there's frustrating. There's frustrations right across the board, and uh, seeing last night, St Kilda supporters everywhere were not happy. And um, yeah, they've got a, they've, I guess, shot themselves in the foot now. And big you run. Probably home. missed Jack Steele, your star player, for a few weeks too. He's back now. Yeah, yeah so he's absolutely he, he get a bit of fitness injuries. I guys love watching Jack Steele play. He's a gun. wonderful player. Absolute gun. Footy uh, he goes into that recipe I was talking to before about the Brownlow. Yes. Know, he's the, they just get enough wins to get it. Uh, that that. Standout performance in a side, and I think he's the sort of bloke that can win a brown line. Yeah, so. it's a frustrating, it's frustrating to uh, way to go about it. But anyway, you, you won't believe it. We're talking about this game. It's, yeah, the replay is getting I'm, played on Fox. This is now. why I'm we turning just towards you. One of those two goals, and yeah. I'm sure he celebrates more when he backs a winner here on SEN track <laughs> than he does when he kicks a goal. Yeah, yeah I would too. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's he see about inundation yesterday, wouldn't he? Let's, let's see if they can stand up. How, how good is that? But that's yep. for later on. Yes. Let's see if they can stand up and be counted on Friday night against the Blues in. What will be a season-defining clash that, that will up, be? Yes. Well, we hope, we hope. But a few people saying that the Saints' season's done and dusted, and and with the way the ladder is looking at the moment, it looks that way. If they can't, uh, if they can't wrestle back a little bit of momentum. All right, just we got before just before yes, we thanks. go to a break. Sen Survivor Donald today. Donald the entries in. Yes. Uh, I know it's a bit after twelve o'clock the first leg, uh, first race. So make sure you get your entries in. I think for it's SCN just Survivor. before tags. I think it's eleven forty-five. So I think that's the first, well, the first race. Lonnie's about to start yeah. now, but give me a. Look. It is too it so is. silly. That's why. I mentioned it. Yeah. So get in, get involved now. Stay uh, out tip out last. Yeah, 11 minutes alive. to go. All right. So get on sensurvivor.com.au. Make sure you jump on board and uh, you can win 500 bucks cash. Uh, we will come back towards the end of the show. We'll get the we'll get your tips and your same race, same game multis for the last three games of the round coming up in the AFL. But D-Taggart is here, so we're going to get to the news. And on the other side of it, you two are going to talk plenty of racing action. Stay with us here on the Betfair Edge. Don't let the bookies make the rules. Back or lay, same game multis only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The SEN app. Sunday Betfair Edge with Miles Fitzner and David Taggart. Don't let the bookies make the rules. Back or lay same game multis only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. This is where it all gets very interesting now. These two racing legends. 
Going to go head to head and talk uh, all things four legs. Big day yesterday. Uh, the Tats Tiara. Tags is going to be all over it. Tags had a nice day and uh, they said goodbye to Paddy Garshagan on Saturday trackside yesterday. 0499 Stay with us today. Myself and Tags going to take you through sun, um, what are we? Saturday. Sunday, Sunday. trackside. <laughs> Getting very, very confused. Tim Gill's here. David Taggart's here. John Donahoe's my name. Tags, we welcome you in officially in a racing capacity here. You had a nice day yesterday. I was listening for most of the day. Early, early. And then it's sort yeah, of. Yeah, early. I liked away. your $11 winner early on. I was with, I texted you. I was with you on that. Yes. And that really set us up for yeah. a nice day. Have you got putting tips to do first? No, no. We'll do them at the end. We'll do them at the end. Okay. Do them at the end. Yeah. Ah, so, so welcome. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, another right. introduction. Well, where do you want to be? But, uh, where do you want to start? I heard the word, I heard the word legend now, being bantered by JD. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I tell you what, the, yeah, the great start. Punners Club, because it's Paddy's final day. 10K started, finished with 14. So they've had a big win. Wow. Tough day towards the end of the last half. And Paddy was saying them well, where I sort of. I, I fell away because I had a few good bets in Sydney and they just couldn't win because no, you had to be on, on pace. Stage, it's, yeah. And when, it's so hard as a form analyst. When you start doing, when you do your form, the, the day out, you've got to, it's so hard just to say, oh, I've got to switch up, but you've, you've done it and you're sort of, whether you become pig headed, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but you, you should be able to switch and yeah. it's just so hard because you've given your tips out already throughout yeah. the day yeah. and you just can't switch. You, as I say, people come for you. They go, "Well, you tip this. Why are you tipping that now?" Like Mama Reagan, I fell for, got back, couldn't win. Um, Pokar car was probably the, the the flop of the day, yep. which I think she's a yeah, it's a, it's a fair horse. So but, you, you started really well. I thought you set us up nicely for the day. It was a good day yeah. all around yesterday. Now, Timmy, you were at Caulfield yesterday, so both of you can sort of, I guess, weigh in. Where do we where do we want to start? What was the important talking point? Be- yesterday? Best win of the day has to be oh, at in Australia was inundation at Caulfield, no doubt. I think. Best I, win in Australia, I'd say, for the day. It's so yeah, hard. It's, it, I, I, we know he's got wraps. Paddy, Paddy heard rumours that he's going to be like a next nature strip. I mean, that's big shoes to fill. Don't forget, nature strip didn't come on the scene and go bang either, though. Like, this horse is a one, a maiden of 58. He still had to do it at this level. Yep. And I tell you what, Starry Legend's got speed to burn. He, he, he sat up outside him, went to him in a heartbeat, and he just, geez, it was soft. He won by, what, five, six lengths, untouched, John McNeil. He's got a big future ahead of him. He still yeah. had to do it, and he did it. We did it in spades. I think they've managed that horse really well because they just said a maiden to a fifty-eight. That's Mick and then they've just sort of nicely set it into an open three-year-old race here at Caulfield. Tick it off. Put him out in the paddock now, probably for you know a good six weeks, and he'll be back in early September. And I, I dare, I don't want to sound like I'm a big fan of some of these lollipop races, but geez, a golden eagle or. Could he get out to 1,500 metres? I don't know, but there's well, this, we're not sure. It's, there's well, some good races for him there. The Scalacci, potentially other races like that, because he'd be well weighted. Correct. You're talking like listed group three, yeah, group yeah. two. Whether group one, not sure. He'll only improve. He's, he'll still, as you say, he'll go to the paddock. You, you do see horses this time of year, bit because of whatever reasons they've had setbacks, and and they started preparation a little bit late. He could be one of those. I tell you what, he just he blew him away. It's. I, he still beat a handy three-year-old field. Yeah, I, there was a, I think there were some good three-year-olds in there because, uh, you know, particularly the second horse, I think, uh, was it Squid Game ran second? Squid Game, yeah, 1,000 yeah. metres probably a bit too short. Yeah, but, but uh, flash time, I'd back it next start, that's for sure. But uh, we did have that on the Betfair Hub as the best bet in Australia of the day, Chris Camilleri. Shout out to Chris. Oh, how good he had, that? had inundation as the best bet of the day and 
Those that were savvy on Betfair yesterday would have got $3.80 at one point for inundation, which was 36% better than any tote price. That's why Betfair's the best. I was I was a muppet. I, I, I thought Starry Legend back to three-year-old grade. He, and he, drifted, he was strong on it. I yeah, remember he listening. Was, he he was drifted strong. like a barge. Uh, yeah, he, he was disappointed. He'll go to the paddock too, you would assume. Squid game. I knew over the 1,000 was too short, but he had inundation. Inundation. What about tags? You're, you're, well, we. you're a, 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 a group one winning jockey, I should say, of course. But Ganatti, I think that's a filly that's got some huge upside in race two. And she shied at something. At no, the no, got away from the stick. Yeah. Maybe swapped the whip from right to the left. And she got away with it the second or third strike because uh, it was at the 100 metre mark. Uh, young fillies, they do that. Yeah, yeah. Whether she's got that high cruising speed and doesn't give a hell of a lot. That's what she showed yesterday. I. Uh, she was well, still she going was, to get. She, she was, was still home, going. Nah, she was still going to get beat. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she was still going to get beat, regardless of um, getting away from the whip. I mean, and she was trading a dollar fifty in play, even even shorter at some point as well, and jumped at about that price. How but, short was no effort in play? Uh, I didn't see that actually. No efforts because I was too busy uh, thinking I. I'd laid Diagula, so I was quite oh. excited when Diagula <laughs> well, got out to a thousand dollars in the run. Believe it or not, it yeah, was last yeah, the worst the bridal, ever. Yeah, I yeah. didn't think it was going to win based on the map, so I we actually laid it. On... We, we thought no effort was home. <laughs> uh, we said Diagula basically. We did the great Bill Collins. He, he couldn't win from where it was, as you say, uh, the price. But you don't often see Paddy Payne back him up week to week after a no, disappointing run the start before. About, yeah. Last week at Flemington, he was ordinary. He, he backed him up. He knows what he's doing, Paddy. He's one of the best horsemen. Best trainers. Yeah, look, I backed uh, I was keen on he's a shocker in that race, so I, I probably don't want to talk too much that more about that race because he lost by half head to the Diagula down the outside. But, yeah, no no effort put some sort of speed out in front. But, uh, look, wonderful price for Diagula for the Betfair fellows. $5. He got 35% above best tote. So they found it, but it was 1,000 to 1 in the run. Now, Thousand up, to one. Now, let's look up north. <laughs> Brooklyn Hustle. What are we going to do with her? Didn't I, Paddy go real yeah. hard on Brooklyn Hustle? Yeah. I'd I, be honest, and I'm not... This it's is a Cinderella no, story. That's the thing. There's no crowing in this thing. I I, I, I did lay, lay the horse. I didn't think it had a chance, to be honest. Um, I, I just... You played bookmaker in that race, did you? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I, I don't think it's got... Uh, look, just a non-winner. <laughs> I hate to say it. Yeah, but... she, she does too much work. Get, yeah, gets yeah. back. As, as Chris Nelson said, oh, she ran the fastest 200. Now, oh, when your horse gets back and you're talking times the last four and 200, I don't fall into that. They're going to do it every run. Horses it, that get back, they're, they're going to do it all the time. And and everybody gets excited because so they why. see her flashing home, right? And the last yeah. 200 is the quickest 200 of the day, et cetera, et cetera. What but, about the horses that are doing a tough yeah, up on but, the pace? But the other side of it, the flip side of the coin is is that, that in that context that she shouldn't be that far back, you know. Like she's got no early gate correct, speed. Correct. She just walks out of the gate. Yep. She slops out of the gate. She's got yep. no early gate speed, and, uh, that, and that, that's the problem. As they're behind the gates for Donald, so make sure you get the SEN Survivor in. We've got. I've had a small bet on number four commodity here. Six hundred and twenty <laughs> people tags in SEN Survivor today. A bit low, but that's okay. One in one in six hundred and twenty chance to win some cash. Yeah. Now number um, four, what's he trading at at the moment? Number four is... On Betfair. Yeah, what's with Betfair? I'm, I, I actually like the favourite here, Paddy Payne, Jerry Jerome. Egan. Yeah, Jenny Jerome. Good yeah. first up win, $3.25 at the moment on Betfair for Jenny. Commodity, $2, uh, $6.80. Jumped out all right, that horse, after its spell. I think it could go well, look, okay, Tad. So. It's starting the debutante stakes. So Correct. It's only a two-year-old race, so it's, it, clearly it's got some ability. It didn't finish that far off. I'm in the debutante. I've had something small on it. 
Because if he's ready to go, I think he can win. Drifting out to eight dollars now, yeah, so it's not good, is it? <laughs> somebody's not happy with it. That's <laughs> yeah, for sure. yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Money's coming for the favourite Jenny Jerome into three dollars yeah. now. So but, of uh, course, typically, yeah, of course, uh, Paddy Payne going to be hard to beat. But will he get the three quarter sleeve action today, Billy Egan? I love his love three quarter sleeve. Doesn't it. he get the, the three quarter sleeve? Who the footy players? A couple of footy players have had the old three quarter yeah, sleeves. Ed Langdon yeah. loves yeah. a, yes, loves a loves three quarter yeah. sleeve. Danny Nicklett used to roll his sleeves up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. What, does it give an advantage or anything? Or no, just no, it's just, it's just comfortable. Sometimes it's, it, it goes past your wrist yeah, and, right. and to the palm of your hand and a little bit awkward, especially when you, with the whip there and yep. uh, you can get tangled up in the sleeve. But it's, you don't see many jockeys doing it. But uh, yeah, I just saw Commodity on its back of its debutante <laughs> run. Like that, that, come, that was a handy debut on stakes. Absolutely. So you think Donald... It's a good little race for a two-year-old race. Yeah, I don't know. It's a nursery of champions. It should take over Bendigo, should it? But they got a good two-year-old race a couple of months ago. They have that on the Saturday. I think they have a fifty or sixty thousand dollars two-year-old race as well. All right, racing, racing. All right, so what? Commodity actually has jumped out all right, and from that good gate, it's going to try and boot up. Jenny Jerome's caught out three deep, and here comes Moody's horse after sort of not stepping away that clean. Is going to show some pace and try and get across. Oh, a little bit of interference there. They're bowling a along. That's for yeah. sure. You ever race at Donald Tags? Pardon? You ever ride at Donald? No, I never rode at Donald. Oh, they didn't have the, the Group 1 champions up there. <laughs> no. All right, so they've backed off the tempo here. Boogie Dancer, Moody Horse, debutant, isn't it, of Moody's? Oh, it's had one run, hasn't it? Sorry. Jenny Jerome up outside, a commodity box seat. Linda Meach. The Dolphins taking a couple up there. The shake. You think you'd be up watching it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I rate Linda Meach as a front running rider. I think she always just just boots it in beautifully there. So she's straightened he wants up. Wants an out on a commodity. He's looking out. Jenny Jerome's travelling though. This favourite's looking going to be yeah. hard to beat. I think so. Now come on, commodity, get through. Nah. Didn't win the favourite. Still got to try. Yeah. That... Leader's got him. Leader's got him. Yeah. Or oh, has he? Yeah. Has he? Has he? Yeah. Oh, tight finish. Here comes finish. the two getting home hard, too. Wow. Linda. He's run four. Linda on a front runner. There you go. Meech. Got, got across, stacked and racked, kicked away. Meach doing a peach, hey? Beautiful. Correct. All right, anything, any final comments on yesterday? We'll come back. We've got more more racing to talk about. We're just going to get uh, get a breakaway. Anything we want to add? Either no, 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 I think, um, look, there's, I think there was some exceptional uh, Betfair prices yesterday. I think we always compared the best tote, um, and there was just some ridiculously big, Prices are, I think one in Sydney had nearly 60% better result than best total. I think it was Rebel Rammer Raider or whatever it won up. Uh, sorry, at Eagle Farm, I should say, race two or three. They were 45% better than, than best total. And there was a couple at Caulfield that well above 20. So pace to be on Betfair. And Lyrical Lab was the other one, 50% better price than the best total. So pays to be on Betfair. We gamble responsibly, of course, tags. But BSP, again, nailing the best tote. So it's well worth uh, downloading the app at Betfair and gamble responsibly. Certainly is Sunday Betfair Edge. We're going to wrap things up with Timmy Gill and David Taggart on the other side of this. Don't let the bookies make the rules. Back or lay. Same game multis only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Sunday Betfair Edge with Miles Fitzner and David Taggart. Don't let the bookies make the rules. Back or lay. Same game multis only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Nice to have your company on a Sunday morning. David Taggart is here. He's going to join me, John Donahoe, for Sunday Trackside. Timmy Gill here as well. There's 
A little bit of chatter around. He might stick around for a, for a little bit of uh, trackside today, Tags. Thus is the... Ooh. the uh, Indisposed of miles. Well... No, I'm just saying. Well, just... we just had a, we've had a text come in from Locke asking where Milo is. He's crook. He's Milo, crook, so yeah. There you go. Yeah. What, and uh, the missus too. So tags? Toby's not well, what, so they're, yeah. What, um, what time will you give me for the first text that says, Miles is not here, I'm out for the day? <laughs> Remember last time? Someone... I'll tell you what, I cleaned up as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, you did as well. Yeah, uh, zero, missed. 0499736736. Stick with us, because Tags and I are going to we, – we've done this a couple of times, Tags, Richard, you and I, and we, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. You fill up and – just stick with us, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, now, now let's quickly yeah, let's, talk golf. Yeah, let's quickly talk I golf. Touch on this. You're like, our golf every man. Thursday, I give out my golf tips. <laughs> Always up and about. Right. So every Thursday, too. so I give. Usually, I, I spend about a hundred dollars, and I'm so, and and I'll take a couple of roughies as well, Timmy. Like I had Seamus Power at fifties. He made the cut. Out of the four golfers I, I selected, only two made the cut. But I got Patrick Cantlay at sixteen dollars. He's now two dollars sixty four with Betfair. Second favourite behind Xander at 222. He's got one shot on him. But Xander was five in front after round two. Mm-hmm. Cantlay shot a seven under uh, on moving day, round he, three. He, so he, he's one shot behind Cant, uh, Xander. He's the best named Betfair golfer around. Yeah, he can't, can't lay. Can can't lay. Can't can't lay. lay. Patrick so can't lay. Go, we've got to be, we've got to be quick go here, Tags, because we've, we've only got about a minute or so, yeah, so to go. Can't lay. He's at, uh, hopefully he can get the money for me and, and, of course, a few of the Betfair punters and uh, listeners that, that backed him as well. Beauty. So he's his second favourite. And he has been all the way through after round basically round one. Beautiful. Timmy, three games of footy coming up. North Melbourne and Adelaide. Uh, it sits as a danger game for Adelaide, I think, this uh, down in Tassie. Collingwood and GWS, where, how will Collingwood respond? And then Port and G, uh, Gold Coast is the game to round things out. Now, you've got a couple of same-game multis? Yeah, I've got one I, I really like at North Melbourne. Adelaide, I think Adelaide will win, by the way. I think they're far better side than North. North are struggling. Uh, are. Adelaide to win 1-39 to 39 points. Rory Laird to get 30-plus disposals, and Taylor Walker to kick two or more goals. I'm going to give you a cracking price of, believe it or not, $4.30. Really? So there you go. That's the the same game multi multi. for that one. Yes. Adelaide win 1-39, to Rory Laird 30-plus, and Tex to get two or more goals. Collingwood will beat GWS, I think, fairly convincingly. And I'm going to go for Gold Coast to upset Port Adelaide, believe it or not. Like so it. There you go. Like it a lot. I think that, I think that last I game is, so. a, is a danger game. I think it's three good games of footy today, even Great. that first one. I like Gold Coast. I want Gold Coast to make the eight. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And just so on that, Gold Coast, Gold Coast, Coast $2.88 on Betfair as we speak. So I think it's a wonderful price nice. for a bit of an upset. And being well back too, I must admit. So nice. money coming. You're going to stick around, aren't you, Timmy? Yeah, we'll stick stay around. for a little while. Like this, enjoy the fun. Like this <laughs> off the text tags early. As long as tags and JD are there, I'll stay listening. Good oh, on you, Azza. On you, Azza. You must have been drinking already, Azza. <laughs> well, that's exactly what you got to do. Stick with us. Don't forget, don't let the bookies make the rules. Back or lay. Same game multis. Only at Betfair. Back in a moment. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.